Ugh. Let me, let me, can I lay down for this one? And yeah, like spread please. my legs. I might need to too. I might just get <laughs> oh, really? my bras off again. I really want to, I want to see like, what I'm doing. Like, it's like I literally know, like, like, your microphone is coming in between your legs very phallically. <laughs> and it's not, I'm not against it. I'm in the fetal position. I'm not mad at it. I'm not either. This is great. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the another mini episode of the Dear Me, Love Me podcast, where we read your letters back to you. It's the horizontal episode. This is a horizontal episode. <laughs> We're literally curled up on my couch right now. We're both laying down. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So today's a fun one. Do I sound like I'm laying down? No, I probably do. No, I don't think so. What if we did this all the time? You wouldn't even know. You know what we should do put these in my bed <laughs> we should do a podcast from the bed you know that um we're gonna be like the nick grandparents from- you know nick offerman and um what's his megan megan malali malali uh they have a podcast where it's they sit in bed and they have that. a guest that sits in between them and so they're all snuggled in bed and they have a podcast i, I love them so much <sighs> me too yeah i love them a lot we're gonna be like the grandparents from Charlie and Chocolate Factory. <laughs> no, never gets out of never bed. Never get out of bed. Absolutely. Okay, so this is a super fun week because yeah. these mini letters are very connected to me. Yes. This is T-Boyage. That's Brooke Upholzer. Thank you for saying my name right. You're welcome. I've been practicing. Six months later. I've been practicing. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I've been practicing. Um, These letters are from my big sister, Meg. Hi, Meg. Hi, Meg. She listens every week. She texts me. Her thoughts, and I love her so much. And her boyfriend, Al. Hi, Al, who Hi, has Al. been very excited for this episode and asking when it's going to. Really? Yeah, he's like, because Meg wrote her letter, and Al was like, maybe I should write one. And then he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it, no. Now, <laughs> Al is like the largest human I've ever met in my life. Like as in tall? Like tall and just like huge. He, it, like, it, if he was running at you down the street, you'd be so scared. <laughs> because he would be an immovable force. He's so large. Does he pride himself on being that way? Like, like I'm a, I'm a big, strong man. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And uh, so Meg was like, "Why don't you write one?" And he's like, "No, no, I couldn't." And then he totally went ahead and did it, oh. which is like not really in his character. So I'm super excited to read his letter. Like Great. he's not a touchy feely dude like that. So I'm super pumped. Yeah, I'll try to embody that. Great. Okay. T's gonna read her sisters. I and am, I'm, and I'm gonna read Al's. That's what how that's gonna go. So here's Meg's letter. Dear me. Hi, teenage Meg. Here are some things I wish I knew 15 years ago. Friendship makes life so sweet. High school was awesome. And those friends you made, they will be your friends for life. You you, you talked about that in your first letter that you were super jealous. jealous. Just in a different capacity. You'll grow apart. Your lives will look different, but they will always have your back. Some of them you're not going to speak to anymore. And that's okay too. The friends you're making in college, they're great. The friends you make as an adult, also awesome. When a friendship becomes one-sided, it's okay to distance yourself. It's okay to break up with friends. Spend time with people that make you laugh a lot. Life is hard. Don't surround yourself with dramatic or negative friends. Also, on dark days, you're going to want your sister. (laughs) Don't roll your eyes. Your relationship with both your sisters is going to change immensely. So looking back, be nicer to those two annoying teenagers. (laughs) Um, Did you read... uh Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered, the um, Karen and Jordan's no. book. Um, 
there's a really good uh, chapter. I'll let you listen to. I'll let you log into my mm-hmm. Audible. That way you can listen to it because it's really good because they read it. So it's just oh essentially yeah, like a, I'd like to like do a that. Six hour podcast. I will take you up on that. Um, but they uh, she said that she went to a therapist and the therapist goes, "How many friends do you have?" And Karen goes, "I don't know, like thirty. Like or she's yeah. like, how many really good friends do you have?" And Karen said, "I don't know, thirty. And she goes, "That's too many." <laughs> and the therapist said, that. And "She's like, in your like core." how many friends do you have? And she's like, you should have five. Yeah. And like, so that's what it reminds me of is like, you know, you have friends who like move on friends mm-hmm. who like you're, they're great. They're good. But you like, it sounds like her really core group of friends mm-hmm. is those. However many girls who are, who are there, no matter who what, are there, no matter what. So that's really cool that she found those like pretty early in life. Yeah. So, and she's right. I mean, her and I growing up, we weren't the closest. I mean, we got along. Yeah. But now her and I, talk all the time it's yeah. really fun i love her no how old is meg uh 31 she's gonna be like i'm 32 I, well the thing is i thought she was 32 but i was like i'd rather guess under than over <laughs> that's true <laughs> so i'm gonna say 31 okay no she's 32 because i'm turning 30 this year she's two okay. years older than me okay sorry meg <laughs> go travel a lot College is not going to look like everyone else's college experience. You're going to work a ton. She worked full time. Uh, she was a bank teller. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And she went through school. Did you ever get uh, robbed? No. I don't know. Did, Meg, did you Meg, ever get robbed? Meg, did you ever have to hit the, the emergency button? I should ask these questions. Okay. <laughs> You're in a big hurry to get out of college and be a real adult. Dummy, it's not all it's cracked up to be. You're going to work full time at a bank to try and cut out some stu- some student loans. Smart move. If I could tell you one thing differently in your whole life, study abroad, go to Spain, shit, stay for a year or three. You think you can't because the bank job is too good. It is. You're going to write your thesis there, save a bunch of money, make lifelong friendships and meet your soulmate there. However, you're never going to be this young or free again. So go. You won't and you'll regret it for literally your entire life. Go, 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 go. Growing up can wait. Money is only money and life only gets harder to leave. Yeah. Meg, go to Spain. Yeah, just not right now. I know. <laughs> My uh, cousin st- was studying abroad through Kent State. Um, she, oh, yeah. Do they have to, like, come home now? Yeah, she was in Italy. Ooh. And now she's in uh, she's in two-week quarantine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord and Lord. Oh, Lord yeah. Jesus. But, yeah, once, that figure, the, once the world figures its shit out, Meg, go now. Yeah. Go travel. Okay. But that's a good point. Now, there's never a time when you're younger or freer than in college. Like if you have the ability to study abroad, do it. Yeah, that's true. And it's like a, it's you're, I don't know. I just don't cut that out. <laughs> just trying to think of something profound and then it, it, it escaped me. <laughs> Life takes you to strange places. Let it. You're going to move a ton, but always, always, always follow your heart and not your head. Your head is really smart and can learn to live with what the heart needs. The heart cannot do the same for the head. No one can tell you what your life is supposed to look like, and the life you actually want may not be the life you always envisioned. A lot of people are going to offer their opinions on your life and decisions, and you're going to ask for a lot of people's opinions. Looking back, don't. Listen to people a lot less. I think you would have figured things out much faster. You're going to go searching for yourself geographically, professionally, and romantically, but you're going to fall in love with a town of 100 people in the middle of nowhere all by yourself. Don't laugh. It's true. You're going to drive to the bar in your golf cart. You're go- oh, yeah. She has a golf cart that they drive to the bar in so that they don't have to drunk drive. 
What? Is that amazing? Oh, you could still get a DUI though if you drive the cart home. I don't think they have a police. Like they have a sheriff, but I don't think they actually have like a police. So station. if you see the sheriff at the bar, you you're know like you're safe. hi. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. That's how this town is. Oh great. I chatted, where is it? I, it's Kickapoo. Oh, I Illinois. guess. Okay. I chatted with the one priest at the bar <laughs> for an hour. The one priest in town. Him and I had a discourse about relationship for an hour. That's it's that kind of town that the priest was drinking at the bar on a Friday night. Kickapoo it's, sounds like a great place. It's pretty great. Um, you're going to meet some amazing people who would treat you like their family. You'll find the cutest little dollhouse. Remodel the whole thing with an insane amount of help from these new friends, and you even get a clawfoot tub. <gasps> it's wow. adorable. Oh, Her house is the shit, cutest. That sounds like my dream. Her house is the cutest little thing. Oh. Your neighbor has chickens that run around your backyard and drive Zozo nuts. Her dog, like her dog, it drives her dog up a chickens. wall. I know. It's that kind of town. It's so cute. That sounds like an absolute dream. I promise you're going to wake up one day and feel as if you don't remember what life was like before now. This is home. You're going to find your way back to faith and religion too, so stop rebelling against it. It's through religion you're going to start to solidify who you are. You're going to be hospitalized for an extended period of time, lose both your grandmas and your favorite uncle, all in less than 100 days. It's going to be really, 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 really ugly. When you compose yourself, you're going to go back to church. When you move to this teeny tiny town, you're going to deepen your relationship significantly with your version of God and your version of yourself. You're never going to know quiet like, quote, kickapoo quiet. And this will make for some very loud thoughts on summer nights alone on your deck. You're going to do some serious self-improvement on that deck with the help of some Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. Through this, you're going to come to the realization that forgiveness is about the most important thing you can do for yourself. Even when the other person doesn't ask it, forgive them. Holding on to anger is like holding on to a hot rock with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one that ends up burned. For yourself, learn how to forgive. In tiny towns like that, having like a church community, I know mm-hmm. is so important. Now, I'm not like a religious person, but I understand that the the power of community and like being able to mm-hmm. congregate with like-minded folks is so important to well, people it's like who a don't. like a weekly meeting place yeah, for who, the whole town. Because we, we walk outside of New York and we see fucking 5,000 people oh in God, 10 seconds. Stop. So, but when you live in a place like that, you know, you could be isolated. And that yeah. is scary. And it's also like really lonely. Yeah. Um, if you continue that. So I think that's a really great um, thing that she found uh, mm-hmm. community there. Hell yeah. Delete social media sooner. It's toxic. Yes, you could have married the wrong person once, if not twice, had kids, done Etsy boards for the first day of school, and cried in your bed every single night. Hold out for the real stuff. It's so, so worth it. What Facebook doesn't see is the dark call you're able to take when someone needs you for hours because you don't have a toddler screaming in your face. What Facebook doesn't see are the late hours you put in, ensuring your non-for-profit or your boards are on track. What Facebook doesn't see are the quiet nights in your kitchen with Al that beat any vacation, gala, present, fancy dinner, concert, etc. Social media isn't reality and you don't need it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly right. It's it's exactly right. Well, um, I like see people's posts and stuff and like I've kind of come to terms that like I do like social media. Like Mm -hmm. I like being able to put myself out there and and kind of and be part of a pack for a little bit and then be a woolen wolf at the same time yeah i think I've, I've, i'm trying to find a good happy medium with that um but i i see it more and more of the curated posts that aren't yes. clearly not real and like 
I don't know if everyone else can tell it's like totally uh, fake and and or not. Or I if, it, if so. I'm just like if we're just like woke as fuck. Like <laughs> we're we're just ahead of everybody. It's uh, I don't know. Is, does do you realize those posts are are fake or right. like super it- curated and like very. Um, filtered with snippets the- of only the best no one is celebrating their failures online that's what I keep telling myself no one posts no one is glorifying their failures you know what I would love to see right now I just literally had a, a, a picture in my mind of some a person coming out of an audition with their with their binder held up doing like the high school musical yeah, pose and going I fucked that one up oh I'm gonna do it I'll do it for you when I started like, not getting again, that one. That was shit. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, that was bullshit. They didn't even they look up from my resume. <laughs> they weren't even looking at my resume. I didn't get any of the dance steps. <laughs> I, I should have walked out. I should have walked out of that one. Should have stayed in bed. <laughs> this wasn't worth it. <laughs> absolutely like oh i've had so many of those that's my content right there yeah. that is my dream content make that instagram fuck that Audition one up failures <laughs> fucked it up <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> family doesn't look like the five of you anymore your parents are getting divorced but you probably already knew that that's not the tough part the tough part is figuring out what your family looks like after you live all over the country and your family is changing in the next tech year, 10 years You're getting a brother-in-law. Hey, Dave. He's pretty great. He never cares when you or your sister need to drink, you and your sister need to drink too much wine and tell him side jokes. (laughs) You're getting a sister-in-law too. She's sweeter and more like you than your baby sister, if that's even possible. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Maggie is like, that's my sister's wife. She is the absolute best human. And we all tell Emily in like a half joking, but also not joking way Uh that it was like, listen, if, if that goes South ever, we all choose Maggie. (laughs) Like we're so sorry. I just 1201 every year on my birthday. My first text is from Maggie. That's very sweet. Maggie. My sister-in-law is always the first one to text me on my birthday. Not my husband, (laughs) not my parents, Maggie. That's very, I love her. I would murder someone for Maggie. (laughs) Hashtag murder for Maggie. I don't even know if she listens to this. Hashtag murder for Maggie. Um, Your dad's getting remarried to a very kind woman who makes him very happy. Hi, Nora. Hi, Nora. You are getting a lot of bonus people in your life. Sure, sometimes it's sticky to sort through things like any family. You'll fight and have arguments, but they are your family and they're pretty awesome. The only advice I'm going to give you about your family, oh, I'm going to cry, is call your grandma more. I can barely get through typing it, but you're going to miss her forever. Yeah. Her and I were talking about that when we were home. Like, we just both miss our grams so much. Grandmas are the best. And every time I go to Australia and I visit Dave's, I'm always losing my mind, like, really upset and crying. And I'm just like. You have a grandma. Right. You have your grandma. You have your grandma. You should be calling them more and emailing them more and call your grandmas. It's going to take you about halfway through 30 to stand on your own two feet. One day you're going to wake up and everything will be even. You'll be firm in the decisions you'll make. You'll say no more often. You will protect yourself and you will start sleeping again. Guess what? You'll stop dating the wrong people too. That soulmate, he's coming back. You're right on track. So, younger Meg, in short, trust your judgment. You're going to get the life you want. Be grateful. Be humble. Travel like crazy. Love your family and friends. Uh, Love your family. Friends make life sweet and laugh a lot. You're not the kind of gal that settles. Keep on not settling. Love me. 
Yeah. When's Meg coming to New York? She hates New York. It doesn't matter. Meg. Meg. When are you coming to New York? When are you coming to New York again? Because I want to I well, meet you. She, she came um, to see me as Katie. Mm-hmm. And she had come a couple times. And I love Meg to death. She's my best friend. And she goes, is it okay if I'm done with New York? Because I really hate it. I go, yeah, it's okay. It's I fine. hate it too. I said, I'll come visit you in Kickapoo. And she's like, <laughs> okay, I just really hate it. And I saw I own Broadway now, but this city's awful. And I was like, yeah, especially for someone who lives in a town of 100 people. I kind of like dream about that. It's a very cute, sweet place. I want to, I, I kind of want to visit. Yeah. I, I want to see that cloth. Like tub. everyone in that town is mm-hmm. obsessed with butters. He's like the mayor of Kickapoo because <laughs> when I brought him there, they'd never seen a dog like him. Mm-hmm. And so every single person that came over was obsessed. And my dog's an asshole. So I don't know why they even like him. They were fucking obsessed and they still talk about him. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's the cutest town. That's so special. Yeah. Okay. So this is Al's letter. So Megan Al dated for a long chunk of time. How long I, are you saying say, like ballpark? I don't know the exact number. I'm going to say, I want to say like five years, maybe okay. more. And then they broke up and now they're back together. They broke up for like another five years. Oh, okay. So and like went there. Meg when, like did they to first, when did they meet? They met when I was in college. Okay. And then I would have said I was probably like a sophomore. Because I know for a fact they were dating. No, they were living together my junior year. So maybe I was a freshman. Okay. Um, And then they broke up. Meg moved to Chicago for a bit. Like yeah. They lived down kind of near the Kickapoo area. And then mm-hmm. Meg moved away. And now they're back together. Oh, sweet. And actually, you want to know a quick fun story about Al? I do. Okay. So at Kent State, when I was not having the best time of my life, and I was being very bullied, and uh, there was one night where someone had keyed my car and egged it. Yeah. And I had called my sister. It was after a party and I was drunk. And I'd called my sister at 3 a.m. sobbing. Yeah. Like just sobbing, full-blown panic attack. And Al, I could hear him. And he, all I could hear him say is like, get in the car, we're going. <laughs> and Meg's like, what? We can't. It's 3 a.m. and we both been drinking. He's like, no, we're going to go get tea. I'm going to go fuck somebody up. We're going to go. And he, and Meg would be like, no, but he was ready to he get in the fucking ready. car. And uh, the next morning, they both called me and they were like, do you need us to come down? Because we will be there. Yeah. Like Al in the morning was like, are we going? Ride or die. Like we're, he's the big, like he immediately is like the big brother. Yeah. Like he was going to murder some musical theater majors. <laughs> this large man was going to murder them. So some of them needed that large yes. man to come Could into their lives. imagine? God, that would have been, I would have paid for that. Me too. Okay. Then your sister, your sister emailed us this and says, here's Al's. <laughs> and it says, I love this beginning. It says, remember, he said, make him look badass and not like a puss. <laughs> I just did. I just made you look like the most badass. You're not a puss. You're okay. not a puss. You're the best. <laughs> Dear Alex, the glory days of sports are quickly coming to an end. You will forever live in these moments and, and the life lessons will mold you into the man you will become. The wear and tear on your brain and body will take you from things you dreamed of doing, like being a Marine. Mm. Maybe it's maybe it's for the better. Hey, you're still here. You never let anyone down by not going down that road. That's nice. Yeah. Someone will tell you something that will resonate resonate with you the rest of your life. You won't be best friends with your high school best friends. <laughs> Alex, no matter how you look at this one day, you will know he was right. Everyone paves their own lane. And that doesn't mean either of you did it wrong. That's a good point. Yeah. You're hot-headed, and it will get you in trouble, and it will scar you for life. But that won't ever define you as a person. Legal troubles will haunt you your whole life. And once those are done, 
and, and once those are done, you will run into some real stuff. You'll have had the worst summer of your life. You will lose a best friend and your cousin, your flesh and blood, possibly the best friend you've ever had because of drugs. Don't let this beat you up for years. This changed me as a person for the worst. Just know in your heart of hearts that you could not have done anything the night that Chris died. No matter what you think you could have done, it was going to happen that way. You'll spend many sleepless nights for years remembering the phone call before he went out that night and you did not go. And remember the one at 4.37 a.m. telling you he died that night. I promise you, brother, you couldn't have done a thing to change that. You will experience a pain from that which no one should feel. And many can never see eye to eye with. Realize right away again, you could never change that outcome. Wow. Whew. Yeah. That's there, hard. That's incredibly hard. And there is, and he's so right, there's nothing. There's nothing you could have done. Especially when it comes to situations like drugs, there's nothing you could or couldn't have done. Not at all. That's awful. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. In all of this heartache, you will stumble upon a girl oh. who you had no idea would become your soulmate. An amazing night where no numbers were even exchanged. Something that keeps you up at night until fate brings you back together somehow. That night will form something no one can ever break, not even a parent. Don't worry, bro. We will get to that part soon. You two will both instantly fall in love. Yeah, sounds like a movie. But no, really. It happens like that. Aww. You two will be inseparable. She will pull you out of that depression from Chris and get you wanting to work on to be a better person. So this is where things get real, bro. You'll look at a hundred houses, get a dog while you're staying at your dad's, then you'll find you'll both finally find your dream starter home. Well, second one. Neither of you should have listened to your dad's. The first house you'll look at <laughs> look at, at <laughs> the first house you'll look at is it. Life will be good. Your opposite schedules will figure themselves out. The conversation of light of how life is thought to be and how it will end up on top of negativity from mothers on both parties will draw second guesses in your mind your pride and resentment will push you away from the best thing that has ever happened to you this is a decision you'll regret until the day you die i guess before this i forgot to mention your sister has your nephew with a scumbag at a young age this will be one of the best things that has ever happened to you he is the greatest in that downtime between your soulmate you think about her all the time while trying things out with other girls that were ne that will never work because they aren't Meg. Oh, <laughs> ow! That's, I don't even know you two, and I'm oh. I'm, I'm silently crying. Oh, Ooh, that's so cute because they. Oh my god, aren't she is. You are Meg. crying. <laughs> I love love. <laughs> oh ah, shit! Ah shit! Al, you're making me look like a puss. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you'll hate yourself because you'll look at your nephew and think, Meg and I should have one of you by now. Oh. You'll get another shot out of the blue and you'll mess that up because, well, I don't know, bud. Maybe you hadn't beat being a self-sabotaging idiot yet. <laughs> that's a that's a very uh, introspective thing for, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say for a guy to realize you're a so. self-sabotaging idiot. <laughs> That's a really introspective thing. Yeah, seriously. You were afraid of the real deal, but don't be because she's it. Oh, <laughs> I love 
love. No. You'll go back to dating the wrong people until one day one of your friends puts a bug in your ear and you reach back out. Then, by the grace of God, you're on your third chance with the love of your life. Remember, bro, treat her right this time. She's the only one for you. Oh. What I'm trying to say, Al, you're going to be a brutal self-critic. How did I fail to mention you'll you'll have a job you grow to be great at in the service industry that hampers a normal relationship? Either way, you both will accept it and realize there isn't another person for each of you. Al, ride it hard. Remember your true friends, your family, the love of your life, and at some point, think about you. You'll know what I mean when you read this. Slank out. <laughs> love me. <laughs> I love that it's like, Meg is the only one for me. She's my soulmate. It didn't work with any other girls because they weren't Meg. Slank out. <laughs> That's so Al, though. That's so sweet. Oh, Al. That's really cute. That was really sweet. I do like that. Oh, sweet. I love love. I love love. Thank you guys both for writing letters, and I love you both so much. I like this couples thing. I like yeah. hearing from, from from opposite sides because um, – in not just men, men and women, women and women, men and men are so different. Yeah. On either sides of a relationship. For sure. Like the way they and got what there. what they took from it. What they have taken from that other person. We should do person. an episode with, a, with our significant others. Okay. And also you guys should write in and make your significant others. Write in. Also write in. Because it's so good to be this introspective about life. And then it's also, it's great for your significant other to kind of sit there and think what yeah. what has led up to this point and, and then what, it's really nice what to makes read me that. love about this like what do i love about this person and it's a good reminder too like al said like he's on his third chance and he knows that he loves megan doesn't want to fuck it up and yeah he has written it out now right so and that's a i think that's a really nice keepsake for meg too oh, to have for that. sure if i like if, my, I if i read that. that and like and michael said that i'd be like <laughs> i'd be sobbing <laughs> i would be just absolutely wrecked and the fact that he did it on his own and he wanted to that's really cute al, al. thanks al thanks megan al i love you both so much um, I I guess I'll never meet you because you're not coming to New York. Maybe we'll just but go kick a poo. <gasps> you and me. Clawfoot tub. I call dibs on the Fair. clawfoot tub. It's really cute. It's super cute. I'll bring the bath bombs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Write us in at uh, Dear Me Love Me Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, try to convince your significant other. And honestly, it doesn't even have to be about each other. It's just it nice. It's nice to get like a two mm-hmm. two part or two sides uh brother sister uh, have a sister's episode it'd be Ooh, great um, yeah any brothers, any relationship sister, in your life mother daughter whoa, whoa so many ideas we got to add to that i list. know we have a whole running list we're adding them right now <laughs> we love you wash your hands wash your hands bye